0: Hello and welcome to One Star Bazaar. We review the movies critics hated in search of the unfairly underrated. This week we make our first foray into movies based on TV and review box office bust that is The Lone Ranger. Previous pairings of Verbinski and Depp were huge blockbusters, so why was this adaptation so lackluster? Lone Ranger was directed by Gore Verbinski, written by Justin Haith, Ted Elliott, and Terry Rossio in theaters July 3rd, 2013, starring Johnny Depp and Army Hammer. The synopsis is, Native American spirit warrior Tonto recounts the untold tales that transformed John Reed, a man of the law, into a legend of justice.
1: The Lone Ranger has a 31% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 37% on Metacritic. Matt Zoller Seitz from RogerEbert.com said it's as obsessive and overbearing as Steven Spielberg's 1941 and I'll bet as likely to be reevaluated 20 years from now and described as misunderstood. That seems like he's answering the question of what movies will we consider great like later? Yeah. <laughs> Which we've kind of asked on this show before. Christopher Orr of The Atlantic said somewhere, around the hour and a half mark, The Lone Ranger makes the fateful decision not to end. Worse, the movie keeps not ending for another full hour. Wait, this movie's two and a half hours long?
0: Yes, it is.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Bill Kunst from the Arizona Republic said, The Lone Ranger is a frustrating exercise in overkill. A kind of, sort of, interesting idea buried in summer movie excess. This movie is currently streaming on S.T.A.R.S.
0: So we're going to go ahead and watch it, and then we'll come back with our review. So, The Lone Ranger.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs)
0: Let's talk about the acting.
1: I was more bothered by... This is delving into how they did the story. I was more bothered by the weird, like... Aging aspect of him versus just him being Johnny Depp.
0: You mean like when he's in the. When he's like an old man.
1: Yeah. Exactly. That bothered you? It was just weird. Okay, have you ever seen the movie Little Big Man? Probably not. No. So it had Dustin Hoffman and he plays like a 120 year old dude and then he like flashes back to when he was 10. Except he's 10 and he's Dustin Hoffman. So he's like a 40 year old man or whatever he was at the time, playing, like, a ten-year-old, just, like, wearing an outfit, and he's just a small man, so they're like, yeah, yeah, he's ten, sure. You've seen
0: Clifford, where Martin Short plays, like, a ten-year-old boy?
1: (laughs) It was just weird. It was just weird. I don't know. I had this movie.
0: Okay, but, like... I mean, they use aging makeup in a lot of movies or aging CGI in a lot of movies. I didn't think it looked that bad. It wasn't
1: that it looked that bad. I just thought, okay, this is going off in a whole new thing. Because quite frankly, when it comes to the acting, I don't know if there's that much to say. It was fine. 90% of the movies we watch, the acting is never the problem. Right. There are occasionally like, that person sucked, they're not a good actor, or at least they weren't in this. Many times there's no chemistry like there should be. Mm-hmm. This movie was fine. It had that. I think.
0: I think it was a little lacking in it, the chemistry department.
1: Yeah, I mean, they definitely didn't the play romantic
0: a... chemistry department. Yes. I think the friend, the friend, the buddy, the frenemy, cop. buddy cop <laughs> energy between Army Hammer and Johnny Depp was fine. It was yes. good.
1: Yes, I would agree. And also, they had the kind of annoying kid. But luckily, he didn't do the, uh, sup- the super annoying trope, and like, he wasn't at all critical to the success of the you know the yes. mission. So that was that was good as far as the story goes.
0: And then I I I didn't fully watch the Lone Ranger. Like when I was a kid, I would watch Nick at Night, which had like old TV shows, you know, like Mister Ed and the Dick mm. Van Dyke Show. And I want to say the Lone Ranger was part of that rotation. But I never caught a lot of the episodes, so I'm not sure how closely this story mirrors the storytelling on the show, mm-hmm. or if this is trying to be more of, like, an origin story for the show characters.
1: Good question that I do not know the answer to, because I know nothing about the Lone Ranger other than yeah. I Host Silver away. Yeah. And...
0: <laughs> to me, it felt like an origin story. Like, they were trying to make right. it... It felt like they wanted to make more of these.
1: But it also... Okay, so going back to my whole thing with... They had this weird setup. The way they told the narrative with this flashback thing, I did not like at all. Mm -hmm. It was weird. So basically, at the start of the movie, there's like a kid at some carnival, and he goes in, and he's looking at how life was in the Old West, right? Uh And so Johnny Depp is is there, there's this, what you think is a statue of the noble savage, you know? And then he moves, and the kid's like, oh, what? And the kid's kid's dressed as the Lone Ranger. And then Tonto, old Tonto, 150-year-old Tonto, or whatever he is, is like, oh, Kimo Sabe, is that you? And, like, okay, why do that? Did you think that that was a smart choice to have it, like, told with this weird flashback, but also where it's framed as if it's, like, this historical events that occurred in you know in this world and so yeah. it's like oh you know let me tell you the story of the true story of what happened all these years ago and this yeah, kid's it, listening.
0: It would have been just fine if they'd cut that out for sure.
1: Like stuff like that works I think
0: in the Titanic?
1: I was gonna say like Princess Bride <laughs> oh yeah. is basically that's the narrative structure there where it's he's reading this you know fantasy bedtime story to his grandson. This was just like why? All it did was allow them to kind of have these surprise little twist things in the narrative, and
0: they... skip important plot points. <laughs> like, well,
1: it was more a way for them to to mask the important plot points and make you think they were something else. They were just trying to be too clever. Yeah, with the writing, they're like, "Oh, we robbed a bank," and he's like. That's not true. The Lone Ranger wasn't a criminal. And then you find out, like, two hours into the movie, well, they robbed the bank, actually, to do a good thing because they needed this, the dynamite to whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, I get it, but that's still stupid. <laughs> like, why? I feel like a big problem with writing in Hollywood nowadays is everyone feels this need to be clever. They need to throw in twists. I mean, famously, M. Night Shyamalan kind of gets made fun of for that. Like, every Mm -hmm. oh, what a twist. But, like, so many other movies do that, and you're like, why? Why can't you just tell a story? Yeah. If it's a good enough story, you don't need to hide stuff from the audience until later. Unless you're writing a mystery where you, you know, it's a whodunit, and at Mm -hmm. the end you're like, oh, it was this person, and, you know, Sherlock Holmes figured it out, and this is why.
0: So one of the things about this criticism you have of the story, though, is... This is criticism you have of like a decent story. If the story sucked, I feel like you wouldn't have these comments.
1: Because there'd be so much more to crit- yeah. criticize. Yeah. So you're telling you're, like, me that nitpicking I'm, like, I'm nitpicking the story. Yeah. Okay. Well, quite frankly, that might be true. And if that is true. It is because the story is not the biggest problem with this movie. The biggest problem with this movie is actually something that I don't know if we've ever criticized very much. Like, the main the main flaw of a movie on our podcast so far. I'm ready. The biggest problem of this movie was editing.
0: Interesting. Which
1: ties in with the directing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so, it's not that the editor did a bad job. It's that the director and editor together did not do a good job of trimming down their story into a cohesive, elegant, simplified narrative.
0: They, they do jump around a lot in time, as you yes. mentioned.
1: That's not even the worst but... problem. The worst problem is an hour into this movie, basically nothing has happened except set up stuff. Like, the context of what had been happening with that hour. Like... <laughs> The stuff that was going on with his brother, finding out the secret whatever stuff that was going on, again, they wanted to keep that hidden so they could reveal it later as this, oh, this guy was the bad guy all along. I'll tell you what, Tom Wilkinson is the bad guy. If you are a halfway intelligent moviegoer, that is to say, if you have seen more than a hundred movies in your entire life, and you consider yourself... A pretty savvy moviegoer. <laughs> you know Tom Wilkinson is the bad guy the first time you see him on the screen. Also, Am I wrong?
0: no, you're you're definitely <laughs> right. It has the same criticism we mentioned with the in Holmes and Watson with the the NCIS's, the law and orders, the whatever's where it has to be somebody we know because if it's somebody out of the blue, it seems too random. Like, right, exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, and the thing to it, why does it have to be a secret? This is going back to the point I was making earlier. Why can't they just tell the story? Why can't they just be like, hey, this guy's a bad guy. Hey, he wants to...
0: He wants to steal that hey, man's He life. wants
1: to steal this guy's woman, and he wants her for himself. Hey, he's a crook, and he put all this in motion. Why can't they just say from the beginning, make it obvious, hey, this guy's not a nice person?
0: Yeah, had they done, like, the, the snidely whiplash sort of, like...
1: I mean, honestly, I would you know. almost prefer that, as ridiculous as that is. And, you don't need to go all caricature with it.
0: And it probably wouldn't be out of line with those types of stories from the time period. Like, you know with old westerns, that the guy with the the black hat and the scar and the whatever is the bad guy. Yeah. Or you know that the rich tycoon is probably into some shady stuff. Here's the thing.
1: The rich tycoon is always evil. <laughs> If anything, I would have been happy if he had turned out to be, like, on the hero's side. Yeah. That's the twist you could go with. Don't try to hide the fact that the rich tycoon is evil. Everyone's gonna assume that no matter what.
0: So, with the length of this movie, um, as we mentioned, it is about two and a half hours long. How engaging is it during
1: oh
0: that two and a half hours? There's
1: I definitely was reaching for the iPad. I was just like, um, this is boring. Like, it did it, wasn't it definitely so
0: had a problem with pacing, for sure. Well,
1: and that goes back to the editing. Like mm-hmm. they did not cut this down. They did not structure their narrative to be pieced together and give the audience you know, this methodical pace of here's what we want you to know, here's what we want you to see, here's who's doing what. It just, it failed completely. It was super long for no reason. Now, okay, as much as you could criticize, I mean, we love blockbuster movies. Like, we love popcorn movies, right? Like, we love Marvel movies generally. I mean, you know, some are weaker than others, but we like those kinds of movies. To compare this to
0: an Endgame that is two and a half hours long. Yeah, at least
1: Endgame... (laughs) Okay, so some people who might criticize Endgame are like, well, it's just, it's so boring because it's just non action or whatever. Yeah, but the people who go see those movies, that's what they want to see. Mm-hmm. The best part of this movie was when they play the Lone Ranger theme song soundtrack music and he's like riding his horse atop the train, shooting the bad guys and trying to, you know, save the day.
0: That was a pretty good sequence. It
1: was... I was like, okay, finally we've gotten to the exciting part of this movie.
0: And that part of the movie is what two hours in? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's pretty. Deep we've in already there. been
1: watching for two hours, waiting for something exciting <laughs> to happen. I have another problem with the writing in this film.
0: Okay. Okay,
1: they did not. His character makes no sense. How so? Okay. Here's what they should have done. It's after the Civil War, right?
0: Uh, so, uh-huh. so he's
1: like, "Oh, I haven't fired a gun in nine I, years, I or something." History. You know. History, sure. <laughs> so this is set in 1869 in Texas. So the Civil War has been over for a few years, but the Union Army is still a thing. You know, cavalry rides in. Is potentially going to go to war with the Comanche Nation, right? Because mm-hmm. they've been framed. It's all set up to you know create a war out of you know okay. nullify the. Here's the
0: thing. Okay, so the Comanche Nation is right in between where they're building the transcontinental railroad. So if they let the Comanches keep the land, they have to build the railroad all the way around a big loop. If they get rid of that land, they can just build the railroad right through it. So they have to concoct a logical reason for why they get to take the land away.
1: Also, once again, going back to the, why have, you know, why go, ha ha, surprise. Okay, so the bad guy, we find out, with like thirty minutes left in the movie, right? Yeah, like we're already literally eighty percent of the way through the movie, and the bad guy has the the sinister board meeting. Like this is the kind of scene where, like in Batman, the guy gets electrified it's, with the hand buzzer, or like you know where somebody where the bad guy basically it's says
0: Shazam, where this the the son of right. the tycoon comes in with all of his yes. monsters. It's this is that a,
1: scene. This is a trope. This is anytime there's a board meeting and then the bad guy walks in, someone's going to get hurt or someone's going to die because some guy's going to be like, I'm out. I'm not going along with this. So basically what we find out, basically at the end, the very end of the movie before the climax and the, you know, the bad guys get their comeuppance is the reason they're in such a rush. Why bother? Well, because he's on a deadline, right? Mm -hmm. Because the railroad company is about to go public on the New York Stock Exchange. And he has $65 million in silver ore that he has secretly been mining and not told anyone, this is the bad guy, with his Chinese railroad worker slaves. And he has to get that silver to San Francisco so that the bank will then make good on their loan to him for $65 million. So he can essentially buy all the shares in the railroad.
0: And this is a... So, yes, the bad guy's motivation for all of this, again, is revealed. And, like, the fact that the railroad is going on the stock exchange is also revealed at the same time. So, like, there's never any, like, build-up to this. It's all just, like, dumped on you. This is all stuff that should have
1: been hinted at throughout the movie, like, peppered in. Like, this is the mystery. Instead... The Lone Ranger doesn't even know that that's what's going on. He knows about the silver. He knows that they're creating this war with the Comanche in order to get the railroad through. And he knows about the silver mine because it turns out when Tonto was a child, he had unwittingly caused his village to be murdered by the evil white men who he showed where the silver, silver deposits were. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's why he wants revenge. But... They don't even know the bigger picture. The audience gets to know it only because we see the bad guy talking to the board members and we see, you know, the silver and whatever. And it's like, for basically creating this kind of mystery of like, oh, what is the bad guy doing? Like, they did a crappy job of even revealing the mystery. They did. What should have happened was we start out with, like, the silver mine, right? And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, what's going on here? And then we get uh, Army Hammer's brother... Find something out, and then he tells Tom Wilkinson, and he's like, oh, it's fine, you know, like, yes, thanks for telling me, whatever. And then he ends up being betrayed, and then we're kind of like, oh, he's the bad guy. And then we go from there, and then, of course, Iron is like, I must avenge my brother and do all this stuff. And I've literally just cut out 45 minutes of the movie for you, (laughs) and done a better job of explaining the motivations and the reasoning for why the plot progresses as it is. Okay, so, the editing is bad. The story is convoluted. And out of order and just drawn out.
0: So there were parts remember. of this movie I did not like as much because generally I don't really like westerns. I don't really like dramas.
1: <laughs> I said this, this was more movie, of like an action.
0: It, it wants to okay, be Okay, what's Pirates of the Caribbean?
1: Movie. This was literally them saying, hey, Pirates of the Caribbean worked. Let's try the same formula again with a different kind of Let's resurrect a different franchise-slash-idea.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess you're probably right.
1: It's like a comedy action... film? Yeah. At comedy action period piece.
0: Yeah. Okay. That makes sense.
1: But not like pure comedy in the way that Holmes and Watson failed to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are funny moments.
1: It's just lighthearted. there's
0: like really awkward moments and like... Just like sad moments where you're just like, "What is this? Like, what is it trying to be? I know. Like you throughout the course of the movie, yeah, you learn that Tonto is like emotionally damaged, right? So he's feeding this dead crow
1: on his head on his
0: head for literally the entire movie. Even when he's a hundred and however many years old in this display case.
1: And it's never really explained.
0: And it is explained. So okay. it was his pet oh, know. as a child and then it died in the massacre after he betrayed his people with the location of the silver mine. And then he like... He's, like, waiting for it to come back to life. But then at the very end of the movie, it technically... He, like, disappears into nowhere. And, and then, then the, the bird crow flies comes away. Flies yeah, away. it doesn't
1: make any sense. It, okay, I was
0: so confused at the end of this movie.
1: Here's the thing, too. I can't tell if this movie did a good job or a horrible job with the whole, like, let's mix... Let's let's do the magical realism where you're not really sure. Like you could explain it away either way that stuff is magical or that oh it's just all coincidental and it's not real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Tonto tells I don't even know the Lone Ranger, whatever. His John name is, Tonto tells Army Hammer the Lone Ranger that he is a spirit walker. That he went to the other side. He was killed. Because So he's with his brother and all the Texas Rangers when they're massacred and ambushed by the bad guys. Okay. The bad guys being the outlaws who we don't know until it's revealed 90% of the way through the movie that they're in league with the corporate tycoons. What a shock. Okay. He's with them. They all are murdered. Yeah. Except Army Hammer is not murdered.
0: He gets, he gets shot he in the may- torso. He
1: maybe gets shot. Some, it's no, not he, clear. It is
0: very clear he gets shot.
1: Where's the blood?
0: It's all over his shirt.
1: I'm pretty sure that's his brother's no, blood. That's no. his
0: blood. He no. gets shot like right here and like below his like in his chest, like right below his um, collarbone.
1: Okay, those are some. Are you talking about the two little flower looking things on his two on his no. lapels?
0: He gets okay. shot. All
1: right, if you say so.
0: You are probably reading the iPad. During Maybe that. I was,
1: because I did not care.
0: <laughs> he definitely sh- he okay, definitely. So gets you shocked. think
1: he did go to the afterlife and he then come back? He definitely did. Okay, so you're on you're on the, it's not at all, there's no ambiguity. He definitely, like, there's definitely the mysticism here. He definitely is a spirit walker. There's no equivocation about it. Yes. Okay. See, I didn't think that was clear enough. I thought they were going for the... Could be either way. I don't know, you know? No, I, maybe I mean... Maybe there's magic. Maybe there's not. I don't know, but...
0: I mean, there's also the possibility it was, like, a clear, like, through and through. Didn't hit right. any organs. Like, whatever. But he was definitely shot and definitely unconscious. Here's, definitely, like, injured in some way.
1: Here's what... Here's part of what confused me, okay? Is Tonto comes upon the bodies of the ambushed people. Uh-huh. He's gonna bury them all in the desert, and he's going through, and he's kind of like—he's
0: stealing, he's, but he calls it a trade.
1: Yeah, he's basically grave robbing, but yes. it's kind of okay with his beliefs. So I mean, like
0: they're dead. They I know. Hair. Well,
1: yeah, it was honorable, I guess, that he would even trade them. But of course, for it's like here, have my favorite pet rock. You know, like <laughs> yeah, not necessarily not good either. stuff. So he goes to Army Hammer, and then Army Hammer is alive. You know, is like, whoa, you know, and he's like, ah, crap. And he kind of runs away. Then the spirit horse walks over and is like, oh, the, yeah. And and uh, Tonto's like, no, 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 that's not the right brother. You need to bring the other brother back to life. Because the spirit horse represents some sort of spiritual angel of death that has the power to, you know, restore life or something, right? And so he's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, the other brother's the warrior bring him back to life as the kind of, you know, angel of revenge or justice or whatever, right? Harbinger of, yeah. So the horse is like, no, this one. But it's not like the horse brought him back to life. We already knew from a few minutes before that he was already alive. As in, he had never died. That's That's why I say it's not, I mean, it's not clear, which I am kind of okay with because I think it's kind of good when, it's open-ended and so I mean obviously you and I disagree about the mysticism here so maybe it's good well so
0: I think okay yes there there's a lot of unexplained stuff there but part of it I think is correct and that somehow magically he was either healed or like spared or Uh, whatever okay but there is question there are questions about the rest of it like oh you can't be killed in battle right right so like Throughout the rest of the story, he gets, like, incredibly lucky. Right. And you you are left questioning, like, because this is after he finds out that Tonto's crazy. So he's like, you know, maybe it's not real. Maybe, yeah, I don't know if it is or not. But certainly something is like, he's like, he's like a bumbling idiot sometimes. And it just happens to work. Like, his superpower is luck, <laughs> basically.
1: Do you think that it's a good thing... That his character, do you think his character is meant to be this sort of bumbling buffoon who somehow, like like you say, because of luck, ends up succeeding? Or do you think he's supposed to be, you know, you we're supposed to watch him transform into this, like, badass vigilante hero?
0: See, I'm trying to to compare it with things from kind of that... That bygone era of of heroes, it has a very like Dudley Do Right sort of feel to it. Um, I'm trying to think of any other things that came around that time. Okay,
1: so here I a... feel
0: like he's more relatable if he's not a badass. I feel like he's more personable and more believable. That so I'm gonna way. give you
1: an example, a comparison: Mask of Zorro. Came out twenty years ago, ish. Right? I vaguely remember okay. that movie. With Antonio Banderas.
0: I know who was in it, I just vaguely Zeta-Jones. remember it.
1: Okay. So in that film, as I recall, and I haven't seen it in many years, so I apologize to our like seven listeners if I bungle this. But basically but
0: you have a Legend of Zoro t shirt. You don't remember I everything about that. it? No.
1: <laughs> okay. Um so, as I recall from that movie, I don't remember how he ends up in the situation. If he's, like, in prison, if it's some sort of, like...
0: Doesn't matter. Keep going.
1: I think it's some sort of,
0: uh... We could Google it. We're just too no, no, late no. To What's
1: the... Oh, indentured Servitude. What's the book with...
0: Count of Monte Cristo. Yes.
1: It's... I don't remember. It's kind of a Count of Monte Cristo where, like, he's in prison and he, like, trains for, like, a couple years or something. But somehow, he gets chosen to be the next Zorro, and the old Zorro trains him to be the new Zorro. And there's probably training montage and whatever, and you know like we a, watch him
0: like a Princess Bride scenario. Yeah. yeah, we
1: watch him go from being not a badass warrior to mm-hmm. now he is a badass swordsman warrior, mm-hmm. right? So do you feel like the Lone Ranger here? It would have been better if it had been that, or were, or do you think it is better that they maybe have made it more clear that they're going in a completely different direction where he really wasn't you know he was more of a you know a thinker and detective lawman he I wasn't think, like supposed to be a batman vigilante yeah, you know of
0: i the think West. there's something nice about the idea of a hero who just wants to do what's right you know and they don't necessarily have the skills to do that or the you know you don't need to be this amazing superhero With, like, special abilities to do the right thing. Like, anyone can do the right thing. And you want to stand for justice and truth, like, all along the way.
1: What other franchises or, like, stories, like... I mean, I know there's got to be some, right? Where the whole thing is just, like, the hero gets his ass handed to him, like, constantly. You know? But he still prevails because he's just, you know, smart and tenacious. Um, there's something on the tip of my brain.
0: I want to see me do that in like Underdog, <laughs> but that's a cartoon. Um,
1: yeah, it's fine. I'm not Maybe sure. Anyone who's listening to this, you know, you'll the, think of it. The seven of you. Um more Feel free to tweet now. us if you can think. <laughs> if you can think of anyone, any movies or TV shows where that's. I know there's there's something, but okay. See, the thing is, I was thinking. They should have had given him better backstory. Mm -hmm. Like he should have been a Civil War veteran, and so when he's like, "Oh, I haven't fired a gun in years," like he should have kind of known combat a little bit because he served in the army. Like, yeah. But he maybe he was, you know, he never saw battle or something, but he trained, or maybe he did, but you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah. So I guess the only reason we we only infer that the reason he knows how to use a gun at all is because we find out. His dad was a Texas Ranger, and that's why his brother's a Texas right. Ranger. And so they grew up in this, you know, outlawed western town, so he would have needed to know how to
1: use a gun. Right just and he's is. self-defense. He's and basically he he went into the law enforcement uh, avenue but by becoming a federal prosecutor. So he's yeah. a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And his brother kind of gives him crap about, you know, being a
0: he's got a fancy a dandy seat. and
1: yeah. you know. <laughs> I guess I can, okay, you might have changed my mind. I can kind of accept that it's okay that he's more of a bumbling person versus, a you know, trains and, like, over time becomes more, you know, mm-hmm. grows into the role. You know, I guess it's okay that we didn't get a Batman Begins or a Mask of Zorro, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. What was the weirdest scene in this movie? And I'm only asking that because I wanna say what I think is the where to see in this movie.
0: I wanna hear yours first. Okay, I so just thinking there's a couple of them.
1: So Helena Bonham Carter is like the local
0: madam. madam of the brothel. Yes.
1: And I think she's only in this movie because anytime Johnny Depp is in a movie, like contractually they have to let Helena Bonham Carter be in the movie or something. She
0: wasn't in the pirates movie. Well maybe
1: she didn't want to be. <laughs> But they have to offer her. There's gotta be something. <laughs> like, honestly I'm not gonna say what was the point of her character, because she kinda was there I mean, she was integral, but not really. But, like I don't know, whatever. Okay, so she shows up to distract the 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 soldiers and bad guys and whatever, right?
0: Yeah. And she's
1: all like, oh, I have a run in my stocking, and, like, lifts up her skirt. And she only has one leg. That's part of her character, and, like, she wants... She wants them to get revenge on
0: the, one of the, the bad guys. The main bad guy. The, the out, typical bad guy. The
1: outlaw bad guy who's in cahoots with the tycoon bad guy. She hates him because, like, he chopped off her leg, or he ate her he leg. He ate or, her
0: leg. That was do Somehow. We don't, don't, we don't know the full story behind that. Okay.
1: So, she has this ivory leg. Yes. And then she like lifts it up and Barry Pepper, who's the captain of the Union
0: The Cavalry?
1: Cavalry is like is that ivory and gets all hot and bothered under the collar and he's over there like
0: caressing caressing her leg. The
1: ivory leg. That was so weird. And I'm like okay, is there a deleted scene somewhere where like 30 minutes prior he was like, showing somebody his ivory-handled revolver, and it was like, yeah, ivory gives me a boner. Like, and that was supposed <laughs> to help it make sense later on, like, why he'd be caressing her yeah,
0: leg. Yeah. It was it, so it, it, it did seem out of place and didn't make much sense. And, this. like, the
1: only point of it was so she could distract him. Because
0: she has a gun in that leg. <laughs> yeah.
1: So she could then, like, distract him long enough for the timing to be right, and then her to, like, shoot the bomb, the, the whatever, that blew up the everything. That was just... Like, what? It was off-putting. Because I was like, (laughs) what is going on right now? Usually, things just don't come out of left field. Like, they're just bad, but they keep being bad in the same way. And then something is just like, let's throw in a curveball. You're like, what was that? Okay.
0: So, now that you've had time to reflect and ruminate on the movie... Do you wish you had not watched it, or was it slightly I enjoyable? wish it was a better
1: movie. I honestly do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't wish I had my life back. I'm not mad that I watched this movie. I'm mad that Hollywood can't sometimes figure stuff out. <laughs> it's funny, because as much as it's easy for armchair movie critic nerds like us, like half of Reddit, well, half the internet, basically... As much as we all can look to great examples of where, you know, the studio, like the the you know, the bean counters got involved and they ruined the vision of the director and they did this and blah blah, blah and they, you know, they made it horrible. And I wanna see what the movie really could have been. This movie is a perfect example where the bean counter producers needed to step in and say, <laughs> No. We're we're cutting this out. No. This movie's being cut down in- a half hour. Yeah. More, 40 minutes. This movie is going to be an hour and 50 minutes long. We're not even going to give you two hours. Figure it out. Cut it out. Do it. Yeah. It's funny how sometimes you... I don't know, it's a roll of the dice. Like, sometimes the producers are like, oh, yeah, no, we'll be hands off. Like, you know, give it... It's not like Gore Verbinski is some sort of auteur, masterpiece, whatever, you know. But at the same time, he's had pretty good success. The man has an Oscar. Did you know that?
0: Plenty of people have Oscars who I know. don't necessarily deserve them.
1: Do you know why he has an Oscar?
0: He... No, I don't.
1: Because he directed <laughs> and produced Rango, which so won why, Best is, Animated is it, is it Film. Is how
0: why Ben Affleck and Matt Damon have Oscars? It's close. Um, so one thing I will say is, for me, I... I thought I was going to like this movie less than I did. Like, I feel like I went into it with extremely low expectations. Really? Mainly because it isn't the type of thing I usually like, but... And you I usually
1: still didn't like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are definitely aspects of this movie, like you, that I think could have been done better. Um, specifically... I didn't think Army Hammer and his supposed love interest had any sort of chemistry whatsoever.
1: Well, she was just like her, so, she had no character.
0: Yeah. So she so apparently she and Army Hammer used to be together and then he went off to go be a lawyer. So she wound up marrying his brother instead and
1: having a kid. And having so. a kid.
0: And now it's, it's been ten years later. Yeah.
1: Like, the kid's, like, nine. Yeah.
0: And somehow he, like, still kind of has a thing for her, and she kind of still has a thing for him. And it's, like, this is dumb. But, yeah, so I feel like ha- had maybe they played with that a little bit more, it would have been a bit more interesting. Because, I mean, like, why he's so hell-bent on saving them, well, also- it's, like, I mean... Like, Why is the
1: bad guy lusting after her so much?
0: Because she's like the only she's the woman only in the town She's the only
1: 30-year-old, who's, 35-year-old who's woman attractive
0: and into right. not a prostitute she's I mean,
1: like, a, I guess But like there should have been more sex worker. There should have been more Like you say, she should have had more character, character yeah. development Which is ironic We're sitting here complaining that they needed to cut a third of this movie out And yet there's also about 20 more minutes they needed <laughs> to add in elsewhere they So said. really they needed to cut half of this movie out and then add in and add back in twenty minutes.
0: They needed to do exactly minutes. what they needed to do with a uh, cook off. They need oh to <laughs> put back in the good stuff and take out the dumb stuff. But Would should you... people watch this movie? Uh,
1: no, I don't think that they should. I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying to avoid this movie. Where most of the time, I think I tell people avoid the movie. Yeah. Right. I'm usually pretty like, no, this movie's bad. Don't watch it. If you watch it, that's fine. You just know what you're getting into. You're getting a not great movie. You're not getting the worst movie ever made. You just probably be kind of bored for about an hour and a half. On the sad thing is, if you can make it through eighty percent of this movie, it actually does get exciting. Like you get to the point of like, oh, this is what I want. I want the mindless cowboy action.
0: So here's here's maybe the recommendation for screening this movie is put it on in the background for the first like hour while you're doing dishes or the laundry or whatever to have like noise going so you vaguely know what the story is and then just start watching it like an hour into
1: it. Here's an interesting experiment. I would be interested to go figure out where exactly the point is, you know, the timestamp where... They get ambushed by the bad guys. The and literally, the that's the beginning <laughs> of the movie. No, honestly. Like, yeah, here you go. 40 minutes into the movie, start watching. <laughs> Do you think it would be a worse movie if you did that?
0: No. I will say, though, I think that part of the movie happens fairly early on.
1: That's uh, that's unsettling. Because <laughs> that means that happens, and then after that is about a half hour of useless nothing.
0: We'll check it. We'll, we'll double check when that happens, but I'm pretty sure it's fairly early in the movie.
1: I, I have to know now. I have to know. <laughs>
0: we'll go check that. Okay.
1: Alright,
0: so you we'll the add, I'm going to add an time. addendum.
1: De- <laughs> footnote. Thank you for listening to One Star Bazaar. As always, you can reach out to us on social media at One Star Bazaar. Please let us know what you think or what you'd like us to watch next and we will happily take your screening suggestions. Please rate and review if you're willing. It lets us know you're listening, and we do truly value your feedback. Join us next week when we review the only one-star movie in the James Bond franchise. Finally, A View to a Kill.